Like I, I threw a chair out of confusion the other day. Hey, yo! Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. How's it going? I'm clearly doing a very bad impression of Mace. Remember that? I thought I was going to say you kind of sound like Miss. Is it Miss Dakota? Welcome back, Miss Dakota. Oh, Mr. Car- oh, yeah. Well, is that what that show was called? Yeah, welcome back, Carter. Yeah, Carter. I think that, yeah, I think that's where it was originally from. That's why I was wow. like, okay. Um, I'd like to apologize in advance if my dog barks in the middle of uh, our recording. He is being super clingy tonight and uh, won't leave my side, which is quite adorable. But um, he's also really annoying sometimes. So, uh, full disclosure: if you hear a bark, it's just him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how you how you living? Uh, I'm better this week. I think no, I I wouldn't say I'm living la vida loca just yet, but I don't think we're ever gonna be living that vida loca again. Um, not not for a couple of months. It's just like I mean I'm sure this is happening where you are too, but like cases just like skyrocketed in LA so I just told my girlfriend I was like we're officially back on I mean not that we weren't on lockdown before but you know no, I just like immediately occasional... get yeah yeah like I'm just like we'll go get tested and you know I was gonna do some Thanksgiving stuff with some friends from New York and get tested beforehand but um I don't I just told them that today actually I was like I don't think we can do that because I'm too anxious about it I just uh you know yeah, dude, be, things are just, gotta, things are going crazy again. You just got to be smart. I mean, you know, I feel like for the most part through all of this, we've been pretty good. Like I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't make exceptions. I try not to make any exceptions as much as possible. And when we do, we go get tested, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely, the the numbers are, are starting to make me a little bit more nervous again. I will say one thing I've been like trying to be mindful of and I've been kind of giving this advice to other people is like the best thing you can do in times like this is when you're stressing out like stress is one of the worst things for your immune systems because it attacks your central nervous system and your central nervous system helps your immune system function to the highest ability so stress by itself weakens your immune system so because these things are like we you know we're again we're on it we're in a pandemic we're more scared than ever again now that the numbers are going up Um, I'm telling people, try your best to stay as calm as possible or do things. Obviously, we can't stay calm, but do things that are going to make you feel that there's a mental escape because you need it literally for your immune system. Because what's going to happen is your body will maybe pick up a cold, which will then freak you out even more and only make the situation worse. So get lots of vitamin D, vitamin C, like natural vitamin C. Please don't take emergency packets for anybody listening. Please don't fucking take emergency packets. I, I feel like that's a little bit of shade thrown at me because you know I chug those down like pixie sticks. But do you really? Wait, do yeah. you really? I did at <laughs> one point. <laughs> this is like the snow but thing all over again. <laughs> this is the snow debacle 2.0. But wait, but wait. Because uh, except I didn't go out and call you a dick right off the bat. <laughs> 
But wait, uh, I will, you'd be proud of me actually, because now I've been taking like probiotic, like I've been drinking like juices with probiotics and stuff and and eating, um, good belly yogurt, which is actually really good. I highly recommend it to anybody who like is like lactose intolerant because it's like, uh, not lactose, but it still has probiotic in it. And, uh, drinking some lemon ginger tea with probiotic. Anyway, I'm overdosing on probiotics. I'm sure it's fine. Well, and lemon and ginger are both natural uh, anti-inflammatories, and that is so good for you, especially during cold and flu season, because we want to be not inflamed. So that is wonderful. Um, I will do a whole episode on my homeopathic approaches to things. Um, Actually, I got a lot of them from my grandfather and my grandmother, so it's a very Italian uh, source thing or influence thing. They really hate medicine. So they're like, here, eat this. It grew in the yard. Yeah, exactly. Well, and honestly, like, if you think about it, our foods heal us. Like, before we actually had modern medicine, like, people had to find ways to heal themselves. So, like, our foods have natural healing abilities to them. People just have to, like, do a better job of, or not do a better job, but just know how to harness them. So, like, lemon, ginger, keep it in the house all the time going into cold and flu season and obviously with the coronavirus numbers going up um again natural vitamin c like the amount of times my dad has said to me yeah i'll drink orange juice i'm like i'm gonna fucking punch you in the throat you want orange juice squeeze a fucking orange like stop buying tropicana it's just sugar (laughs) i love I just want to say, I think it's great that we can both say, like, I'm going to punch you in the throat to our parents, and <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, no, he I, he knows I mean it in a loving way. We literally got into a fight not even 48 hours ago because he bought orange juice into the house, and I said, what the fuck is this? Uh, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, he's like, it's orange juice vitamin c i'm like i am i'm dad like he's also a diabetic so for people who are listening like anna's a real dick to her dad he's a diabetic people i'm trying to save his fucking life okay he is drinking orange juice after he like eats like three cookies for breakfast i'm like ah that's the breakfast of champions oh my god i felt so I need to go grocery shopping again because lately I've been doing the Italian breakfast thing. I bought Stelladoro cookies for the first time in years the other day. (laughs) And I just had like three Stelladoro cookies and coffee for breakfast the other morning. My girlfriend's like, what, what is this? I was like, this breakfast, this is how I would find my grandmother in the morning. I'd come downstairs and she's sitting at the table with her tiny little espresso eating like three little Stelladoro cookies this woman is still alive, so don't tell me what's healthy. <laughs> Wait a second. The Stelladora cookies with the chocolate or the S cookies? Not the S cookies. The chocolate oh. and the vanilla alternating. You know, the pack that's got the... Yeah. I forgot. I They're like called margarita S-cookies. cookie or something like that. I love it. I do cookies. like the S cookies, though. <gasps> oh, my God. So fucking good. Fuck me up. Stelladora in the closet. <laughs> my mom always had two things in the house. With with coffee for when people came over, Stellador S cookies and Entenmann's Entenmann's crumb cake. That is the Italian Yo. New York just in case like guest dash, which is funny because I think we might have talked about this before, but no one was allowed to eat it for the people that might come over, but the people who actually live here can't eat the food. That's in the house. Right, it's in case the Pope comes by for a visit. That's why the couch is wrapped in plastic. 
Well, that's why the fancy towels are always hanging, but you can't use them either. Yeah. Did you? I wiped. Did you have? I think I wiped. Towel? Yeah, we did. We put them out for like holidays more so. But one time, I accidentally wiped my eye makeup on them, and my mom like nearly had a fit. Um, <laughs> my heart just fucking stopped as you said that. <laughs> Thinking of what my mother would say to me. Oh my god! But uh, uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. We somehow always segue into food. Um, I'm always hungry when we do this. That's why I'm about to have some Stelladora cookies for dinner. Oh, that sounds delicious. Have one for me for the for the people. I always tell people who can eat gluten when they're like, "Oh, I shouldn't." I always go, "Hey, do it for the people who can't." So I'm always the bad influence of eat the gluten I can't eat. There we and go. eat more of it. Um. What are we doing this week? Oh, yeah, we have some thoughts. Sorry, I forgot where I was for a second. This is, this is almost 30. Um, we're doing... All right, you have some big, exciting news. Yes, yeah, so I don't think I mentioned this. I guess this all happened... I've lost track of time, but the Mets were sold. Steve Cohen did Yay. his marvelous press conference, and oh, my God, this fan base is so starved for good management that uh, we were live-tweeting the press conference that the new owner was giving and he's he's the only billionaire I, I i will i will stand by because he was like listen he's got his whole new york accent thing going too because he's like listen Aww. he's like i got a day job i make my money i'm not doing this to make money i'm doing this because i'm a mets fan and i want to bring championships and i swear everyone's heart just like stopped like <laughs> we we are like so being like showered with good things right now that we are not used to as Mets fans that I think the fan base collectively just doesn't know what to do. Like I, I threw a chair out of confusion the other day because I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> I don't know if I was excited or just old past trauma was triggering me. I don't, I have no idea, but he's just like, He's a great, it seems like he's going to be great. He's like all aboard the Black Lives Matter train. He's like, listen, he's like, I'm down. Yeah. And then his wife is managing like the Mets Foundation, which is the charity organization. He's like, you're going to love her. She's great at her job. And I was like, a man that supports Black Lives and that loves his wife and knows her capabilities. We love this. And wants to just give away money to charities. Let's go. We love. So, and the biggest charity in New York the Mets. No, I'm joking. That's not true. Please give to the New York City Food Bank. I give to them as much as I can throughout the year, and that's my little plug for giving to the New York City Food Bank. Um, that's a great. That's a great charity to to give to. I give to the LDF as my annual. I mean, my monthly donation, the mm. the Legal Defense Fund on NAACP's oh, yes. LDF. And they just sent me like the best mask ever for being like a like a loyal donor. Um, it said vote on it, which is really unfortunate because I guess I can't really like wear it right now unless unless <laughs> I start just wearing it and snapping it on our page for we have these polls that have been getting really heated on our page and just Yo, have it saying poop because let uh, me tell you, I think you should have, do that. Y'all have feelings. Y'all have feelings. So we're going to talk about this where we have some thoughts. This week we did, well, this past week, because for anybody who listened to, to well, we're, we're recording on Thursday, uh, we released the episode Monday about catch up on our bacon egg and cheese breakfast sandwiches yeah and so i was pro cola said fuck that that's gross so we took it to instagram and you all were really left me on the edge of my seat 
Let's, I said, I told, I told for all of you listening, I told Cola when we first signed on, I was like, this is as close to what I felt like being a Mets fan probably is because so at first we posted it, ketchup was like down heavy. People were like, no, no ketchup on my bacon, egg and cheese sandwich. And then I checked like two or three hours later and it was like almost like it was like kind of like scaling towards like being in the majority. And I was like, what? Don't call this shit a comeback. That's awesome. We're, we're going to win. And then I looked again and we were down drastically. Like it was like 37%. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? That's and then, two cool selections for the week for everybody out there. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But honestly, in the end, uh, it was close. It was close. It was almost towards like 50-50. But in the end, people said no, no ketchup on my bacon, egg and cheese sandwich. Uh, I, I Gotta lost. have it clean. I know, you're, you're curious. You- but we got a lot of people who came in with the rebuttals of what about hot sauce? Yes. And that is super interesting too. Thank you, Lauren out there for uh, sending that into us because uh, Anna has informed me you're definitely not alone, right? Your phone is also Mm -hmm. blowing up with people asking about hot sauce. Here's the thing. I love hot sauce. I love spicy food. um, And I put tapatio on my scrambled eggs. I've got to be honest. I've never put, hot sauce on a bacon, egg, and cheese, but it might be something I would explore. But being a bacon, egg, and cheese purist, I got to stick to just bacon, egg, and cheese on the toasted bagel. But I do like tapatio on my scrambled eggs. So yes, you I disagree. Hate I hate you- spicy food. It seems like I'm, I'm like scared to post this week's poll because I'm scared people are going to, I'm just going to lose again. And then again, I'm going to feel like a Met fan. But so- it just feels like I it's true. We said it before. It's as close to being a Met fan as I'll ever feel. But I guess I'm gonna do it because again, you all had a lot of opinions. And honestly, it was so fun doing this poll. The amount of comments and people messaging us and the texts I got from people. It was actually really I didn't know you all would feel so passionately about this. Um but you're also, is is, is yeah. Lauren from New York? Uh I don't believe so. I believe she's spent some time there i'm constantly confusing this lauren i apologize if you're listening to this and i continue to forget this but yeah doesn't matter we love that you're passionate about bacon egg and cheese sandwiches like the rest of us we are happy that you listen thanks for being a loyal listener and thank you everybody who participated it was so fun i'll post the the bacon egg and cheese and, and hot sauce but i personally i hate hot i hate hot sauce i hate spicy things Tisk tisk. I love them. Uh, my stomach no longer agrees with them, but I do them in a well. I guess I'm home all the time now, so it doesn't fucking matter. Have all the hot sauce I want and kill myself in the bathroom later. Yeah, what does it matter? You literally have. You're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. It's like when I used to eat halal food. I miss it so much. Oh, I love halal. The originals right. on Third Avenue. What's the Fifth. original? The halal guys. Is it Fifth oh. or Third? Do you know there's a halal guys out here in LA? Is do they do they know the original halal guys? I, I think it's the same company, but it's I refuse to eat there because I'm like it's not the same. I need my guy on the corner of Steinway Street, 28th Avenue. That's, That's what I mean. You know, I need I need to know the food was made with love and actual literal sweat, probably from him. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Oh my god. One time these drunk fucking uh, hipsters, I was also drunk, but I was 
waiting in line while this guy was making their food. And they were like literally like berating him uh, for like not speaking English very well. And so I screamed at them and I was like, I I don't even remember what I said. Probably because I was drunk, but like I was just screaming at them for being rude to this fucking dude. And he's like, oh, whatever. He made our food already. You don't, you say that, you know, uh, we, we don't say anything before he makes the food. Ha ha ha. And I was like, fuck you all. Like, I, I God, I wish I was in a more, more coherent state, but I, I just went in on them because he was my guy. Like, I'm mean, even if he yeah. wasn't my guy, it's just fucking rude. Like this man is making you food. Um, You're not, you don't ever disrespect the halal guy i don't know where these fucking fools were from but they did not deserve my halal card guy another reason to hate hipsters let's let's just like add it to the fucking long list shall we besides the fact that you fucking ruined our favorite neighborhoods you were rude to our halal guy you were yeah (laughs) look what you did look what you did yeah we're not we're not gonna go on a food tangent again we can't do this to the listeners we can't do this again um yeah, so we're, we'll do the another another poll um, next week. We'll do it about hot sauce. I'm thinking that uh, I hope it is gets as much of a passionate response as this one did. Again, thank you all so much for participating. It was like literally the most entertaining 24 hours of I've had like all pandemic. And that's just that's massive important election going on, but you're being entertained by our hot sauce poll, our uh, bacon, egg, and cheese poll. That, that is true. That is true. Massive, but I mean... I don't actually know if we have a result on that just yet, but we're in a, Ooh, yeah. I'm feeling a lot better than I was the last time we recorded. Yeah. Same. Anywho, what's, what was our other, what was our last, did we have one more for, we have some thoughts. I don't know, dude, I'm blanking so hard. Yeah. This is All right. my brain. My brain fatigue is hard right now. It's fine. It's we're, we're in trying times. Um, yeah. I can't think of, the other thing so i say let's just move on to what we were going to oh, yes, 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 yes. we had oh. something with uh eric d'alessandro oh yes our fave from uh instagram fave. Yes. uh okay. yeah he Go posted ahead. i wish he yes. i so badly yeah. wish he posted videos more uh i mean he does pretty frequently but i'm just like i can't get enough of his little rants but he was basically going off about people being indecisive and uh you know when they're out picking like picking something up for a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend whatever and they're just like they don't have that flavor and you know people stand around for hours being like what else do you have you know when there's like a line and all that shit i'm not doing it justice go check it out it's really funny but what i wanted to point out was the end part where I mentioned this to you, Anna, because I was like, did your dad do this? Because my dad always would be like, they don't have that. What do you want? Uh, I don't know. Well, now you get nothing. <laughs> my dad definitely did that. I Actually, my mom did that too. I distinctly remember a time where I left Wendy's with nothing because <laughs> I didn't come up with what I wanted quick enough. So my brother and her got food and I didn't because I was like, uh, and my mom literally was like, okay, well now you're getting nothing. <laughs> and there's a line and I just, That's just the way it, it goes. Everybody needs that New York urgency. At some point in their life, I learned it very young. Kind of like how, yep. do you remember that time uh, you and me and Kristen went to the bodega and I had a, bag of her things and she was like can you hold this and she always made me carry shit and I was like I only hold things for three seconds before I throw them and I started swinging the bag in like circles like getting ready to launch it down 62nd street bro she never asked you to hold anything ever again it was the best solution that was so fucking funny 
<laughs> Cole, can you hold this? All right, but it only holds things for three seconds. That was amazing. Yeah, I would say my also my favorite part of that uh, video is if they were like, if they don't have what my girlfriend wanted, you're shit out of luck. I'm like, is she, I don't feel like a lot of people say that phrase nearly enough in my life outside of New York. Yeah, I mean, like, well, because, yeah, I don't know. People just, I just don't hear yeah, it, it It's, I guess not. But yeah, that's kind of just the way it goes, I guess. You're shit out of luck. Sometimes you're it shit happens. Out of luck. Sometimes it, you know, doesn't go your way. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was all for, we. I think we had for, we had some thoughts. But what that we wanted was. to do tonight was... Uh, we so back in the beginning like when we first started recording almost 16 weeks ago are we on 16 17 yeah this is episode 16 whoa this is so exciting um thriving we are thriving bitch um just check our last instagram poll okay um (laughs) so we wanted to do another part to the sex in the city i mean Cole and I are really passionate about a lot of the shows that we talk about, especially when they're placed in New York and they have um, a lot of like emphasis on what makes things home for us. So we wanted to kind of pick up and focus a little bit more on sex in the city because we realized the last time we talked about this, we really didn't focus nearly as much on a show that we both fucking love so much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, I would say, remember a couple of weeks ago you asked like what was, people are surprised to learn about me i feel like aside from the sorority thing the other thing is that i really love sex in the city uh i don't seem like the type of person that would like that show love it um for like my dad would always like keep us from watching it because he didn't want us to grow up to be promiscuous women uh because how that's how that works uh you watch sex in the city and then you go fuck anything with a penis um But, uh, so I would go after school to like different friends' houses and watch it, uh, when we were in high school, I think. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you were definitely one of those people. I feel like Kristen was for sure, but yeah, that was back when, um, when we first got, remember when free on demand became a thing? Mm-hmm. like on like the optimum or i think at the i think it was cable vision or whatever the fuck the name of it was at the time uh free on demand was a thing and because we had the hbo subscription that's when they started putting on honestly in hindsight that was probably like the original uh like access to netflix was that you can like go to hbo on demand on your tv and just watch all these old episodes so they put a, a season at a time of sex in the city on it and so i i remember like you would come over and we would watch and Kristen would honestly be on the phone with me while we both watched an episode together. Um, shout out to, to our house phone for for a call waiting. Because that was the only <laughs> way anybody ever got through because Kristen and I would just be on the phone watching an episode of Sex and the City together. Oh she only lived like three blocks away from me. But yeah, still. I was just going to, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the OG don't ask social questions. distancing. Yeah, don't ask, don't ask fucking questions. You don't want the answers to um but yeah so i think i recently was watching an episode in in preparation for for our conversation and i don't know why it never dawned on me we always shit on carrie for her apartment and the fact that she basically had a job that paid her 10 cents a day is that what her do we ever find out her actual pay in the show like does she ever make allude to it 
the bitch does not make 10 cents a day but like you know what i mean 10 cents a word or whatever it is but um right i here's the thing is her apartment that glamorous and does i forget does she ever move at any point in the show um she's in the same apartment i think for the whole show okay until big until big right okay so I was rewatching a couple episodes from like season two a couple weeks ago and looking at her apartment, I'm like, it's definitely nice, but to me it doesn't stand out as like what I think of as a luxury apartment in Manhattan. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But right. it's easily 2,200 a month. Oh yeah. I would say, yes, I would say that's a fair, and this is Manhattan in the nineties, which like also I, I meant to note that like, uh in the 90s like everyone wanted to live in manhattan proper like there's a whole running joke later on in the series about uh how no one wants to live oh he lives in brooklyn or oh he lives mm-hmm. in queens like no mm-hmm. one wanted to live in the outer boroughs like fuck brooklyn like that is not the place to be you want to be in manhattan and i don't know if this is the same for you but growing up like growing up in brooklyn i'm like oh yeah you aspire to move to manhattan like why where else would you live you know Right. I don't know if we ever actually learn her salary, but I mean, I can't imagine a columnist like how much you like, like, I guess she's the equivalent of like what a dear Abby would have been. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay. So she when was- I looked up, when I looked it up on glass door, I mean, it's such a large range. It's anywhere between $38,000 and this one says $180,000 a year. Like that's a Damn. range. So I would say probably at the beginning of the series, she's making a little bit north of the 38. Yeah. Not and so again, much. how is she affording this apartment and those shoes? I mean, that she's got a... Does she, doesn't she have joke about how, like, credit card debt or something? Oh, true. Yeah. But, yeah. But so that's okay. So that to me makes sense. Like, we always focus on Carrie and her shoe habit and her debt and her apartment how none of this things ever make up, but we never focus on Charlotte. Charlotte is an art dealer. Yes. And she lives in, and her apartment was a nice apartment. Like seasons one through four, like before yes. she gets the apartment that um, Trey gives her, like she gets it in the divorce. The one that like winds up on like home and gardens. <laughs> she, her apartment was like, it wasn't like extravagant, but it was beautiful. And I'm like, bitch, you're an art dealer. Art dealers make anywhere between like 28 grand and like 98 grand a year. So like, all right, I'm, I'm supposed to assume she's making closer to the 98 grand a year mark. And it's like, you, were you that good of an art dealer? Also, like, don't you have to be like in the game for a long time to make upwards of like, like on the higher end of things? That would also be my assumption. I don't know much about the New York City art world other than it's cutthroat. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I would agree. I feel like she probably has family money. She seems like one of those chicks that definitely has family money. Like, I mean, yeah. it's never really mentioned. It's not like as like obvious because these women are a little bit older i was thinking of girls was the first comparison that my brain did but like we know Mm -hmm. all those bitches are like mommy and daddy pays for everything but like oh yeah uh, but they they were also roommates they had roommates and girls right yes that's what made sense they all lived alone right right okay because they in sex in the city they are in their 30s so you assume at the time like the modern 90s they're like the modern 90s women like they are 
sexually like like free and like they can afford these things they have careers but i agree i don't know what the deal was with charlotte's apartment um she's like my least favorite character on the show anyway uh so i don't give a fuck about charlotte she's annoying as hell um i love charlotte (laughs) i am so you're you've said this before you're miranda well because people always used to say that and now it's funny because we're both lesbians but that's not i hope that's not what people were picking up on but i think it's just my general like new york cynicism i wrote down i think this was a quote that miranda said uh because they were talking about love at first sight in one of the episodes Mm -hmm. and she says how can you believe in love at first sight in a city where people jerk off on the subway And I wrote that down because it's just so perfect. I hope she said, I watch, again, I watched these episodes a couple, I should have watched them more recently, but I just wrote that down because, God, that's so funny and so accurate. Like, she's a realist, just like me. I told you. So, yes, that I've always been told that I was a Miranda because that was also a big thing when we were in high school. It's like, who were you? But if I'm being honest, I'm probably an Elaine Bennis Seinfeld, so... There we you go. definitely are yeah um no you definitely are um <clears throat> i would think i would think i would say you were closer to miranda just because you were so like i think like harsh that like abrasive or assertive tone to everything she said and did especially for her friends like she was also i would argue one of the most loyal to a fault people. yes and she so would that's get where I'm so like, upset with Carrie. Like, if she felt like Carrie had like betrayed her in some way, it was wild. Yep. 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 No, 100%. And like, I, so that's where I, I get like the, the similarity and vibes. And again, that's just like that assertiveness. Like, it's very similar uh, to you. Um, I'm definitely a, a mix between Charlotte and Samantha. Like, <sighs> I am definitely a mix between Charlotte and Samantha. And I know you don't love Charlotte, but that like happy-go-lucky, like kind of like gullibleness to her is, I hate to say it, but that is me. I can be super fucking gullible sometimes and just be like, well, you know, maybe things will work out. Like, oh, that's so romantic. Like, that's me. I That's so funny you you say that about yourself because like I – I don't that's interesting because I guess like it's the way we see ourselves too and I I don't know I guess yeah I guess you do you can be like that I don't know but I'm I'm definitely Samantha as well as in in terms of like a Samantha's a great character I always loved Samantha like the I I was more like Samantha like before therapy now that I'm okay with emotions and in touch (laughs) with who I am as a human I'm I've leaned more into the Charlotte side (laughs) I well, and I so also just like, is just Samantha after therapy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I've said. Oh my god, that is literally that is groundbreaking thought right there. Um, yes, that is a hundred percent what I am saying. Uh, but yeah, I think like um, we we talked about this in the uh, oral sex episode, like or whatever the name of it is. What was it? Oral fixations oh, and city sensations. Yeah. Our, our number one episode uh, or most listened to episode surprise, well, all surprise. y'all think we're about to talk about oral sex for a fucking half hour <laughs> um but in that episode obviously i'm super passionate about like sex and i'm a very sexual human being so and i think samantha was the first character i've ever seen on a show where it wasn't like 
it wasn't made to be like she is a slut. It was like owned in a very woman empowered way. They there would be like moments where it was alluded to, but it was very much that she owned her sexuality and loved her sexuality and she was so comfortable with what right. it was. Yeah, I I loved that a lot. Uh, I love that about her too. She does have a relationship with a woman at one point on the show. I don't Mm -hmm. love the way that was handled, but whatever. It's the 90s. I will say another episode I really loved was when uh, Charlotte was really in with the lesbian art uh, gallery owner or buyers they were. Um, And this one woman was like, she was like just spending all her time with them. And that scene at the end of the episode where she goes she's like do you want to she's like what are we doing here she's like do you want to come on you know what that woman asked her to like go on vacation with her or something like that and she's like but here's the thing we want to know like are you a lesbian and her whole thing is like well spiritually i feel like connect (laughs) with the woman uh the woman like spirit or something like that and the woman this other woman just looks at her and goes sweetie if you don't eat pussy you're not a lesbian or something like that (laughs) also very like stereotypical like hard lines 90s labels obviously but it's just that the way the line is dropped is just so funny um i love that that was a great episode you know i don't i didn't love the because I, I could see that that was hyper sexualized, but I appreciated that. And well, so sorry. Um, I'm I'm not adding context. Samantha's like uh, relationship with the woman. Mm-hmm. That was definitely like uh, hyper sexualized in a way that felt inauthentic. But I think in hindsight, when I've like watched it now, I'm wondering if it's just to show or almost emphasize the part of the character that she really is like she has always said I just love sex sex is very natural to me and it is something that feels if I'm comfortable in my skin I almost wonder if that was like maybe she was borderline like pansexual or or where it's like yeah like where she's more attract like she can't she won't like necessarily attach what she's feeling to the gender or the attraction to the gender as much as it's just I'm a very sexual human being and I am attracted to other, like to things that like, that make me feel sexually charged. So I like, I almost wonder if it's like, but it was the nineties. Like you said, they're not going to say that. They didn't have a word for it. I feel like at the time. Exactly. Exactly. So I didn't love it just because it didn't feel like authentic, but I'm like, maybe that's what they were trying to dabble in at that point. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about the writers for that show were like, gay men and straight women so like they two people like i love i love my gay boys but they have no idea what the fuck goes on as far as the lesbian experience goes they only know what they know from stereotypes so yep um and it was definitely a lot worse i think in the 90s um but yeah they i don't know that that episode with the lesbian art owners is still one of my favorites i would say um I have so many favorites. I fucking, I just love that show. I um, want to point out, uh, we were talking about Carrie's apartment earlier. One of the episodes in season two, this drove me nuts. Her and Big are in her apartment and they're cooking dinner together. And okay, realistic <laughs> aspect of this. I so, so, so appreciated Carrie being displayed as this woman who just like 
does her job and like just doesn't give a fuck about cooking because that Mm -hmm. is me that's how I like rarely cook for myself like if I do it's something quick it's nothing like elaborate like I come from a family where the women like spend a lot of time cooking dinner spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time cooking dinner for their husbands and like I just never learned how to cook like that I just didn't have Mm -hmm. the time so like I always appreciated that watching that show. She's like, I'll just order food or I'll just whatever. And I was like, I love that. Like, that's what, like, I was like, that's the life I'm going to live. Um, Mm -hmm. But her salary, of course, her salary. But anyway, um, (laughs) she's cooking dinner with Big in this one episode and she's smoking a cigarette and she's smoking right over the the table (laughs) where they're like preparing the food. And I'm like, Bitch, how are you not ashing all over these ingredients? Like, it was driving me nuts. Like, I don't even know what the fuck they were talking about in the scene because all I could think of, I was so fixated on the damn cigarette over the food. And I'm like, I know you two are going to be the only ones eating this, but still, you're just smoking over your food. God, I just... I think even when I watch that show now and I look at how much smoking was just done in random places, like Ugh. that shit would never fly now. And I'm so thankful it would never fly now because I hate the smell of cigarette smoke. But like, thank God for the, the what is it? The New York City clean air, yeah. whatever. When, when did you that say came that out. came about? Because it was like 2003. Uh, clean Indoor Air Act was what it was called. 2003. Fucking but- typical. Yeah, but also, like, the 90s is also, like, very much, like, oh, or at least this show, for some reason, Carrie smoked in her apartment, like, just all the time. Like, she's beautiful. Some people would disagree, but whatever. None of your business. Um, you know, <laughs> she, <laughs> she smoked Did in her apartment. Her- oh, do you feel like she's pretty? She's, like, cute. I don't, I, people, like, are really, like, nasty about, like, the way she looks. And I was like, I think she's fine, like. is she like one of my like gay roots my my gay roots as i would call them no definitely not i don't think anyone on that show is actually even samantha as lovely as she is i don't think anyone on that show was like i like women or you know like (laughs) that's that's not how it happened besides besides the black swan who who was your gay root or one of your gay roots drew barrymore christina appleby yeah, Drew Barrymore. Oh, no, you have huh? uh, Drew Barrymore's a redhead. I always used to joke that I had a thing for redheads. Oh, I'm thinking I've never been this when she's blonde. Oh, she is blonde in that. She looks great either way. But Drew Barrymore, Christina Applegate. I'm trying to think if there's like of my like childhood where I'm like, ooh, I feel weird about this, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no one on Sex in the City actually did that for me. Am I gonna go out of my way and say Sarah Jessica Parker is not like? is ugly or like whatever no i won't say that um, oh, no we don't put rude. down women like that exactly that's just rude um fuck i forgot oh i was saying for as like attractive as she was if that's your thing don't you know <laughs> um she had to have like reeked of cigarette smoke all the time like it couldn't yeah. have been cute like i i mean i knew for, like we knew we knew people when we were in high school that are, were already smoking for like three years and like they always like just their Ugh. breath was always bad and it was just like you can't their tell clothes, me that it was like, hair. yeah like you like I'm just thinking about how often she smoked in her apartment I'm like 
that is like my uncle smoked most of his life too and i'm like that just settles on everything you that smell does not go away easy you know no i mean i know i watch it too though right he he did i think he did i think he quit sooner than she did though like he stopped well because i know he also had he was like older and i remember there was like an episode where you know she's the candy stripe girl um and he she visits him in the hospital so i i do i feel like in the beginning like you know because he's the next big thing or he's whatever the the quote is is that we we give him the name big um i do remember him smoking earlier on but i think as i watch the show so besides the smoking thing that always fucking throws me off what i think i appreciate about it the most is that it showcases so many parts of New York and you and I have talked about this before how we really love when New York is a character by itself on a lot of these shows and mm-hmm. to me Sex and the City like every place in the city or every you know little area in the city is its own character right like the meatpacking district so much of it or like uh the oh my god west side help me what do we call it where the yeah. where the, all the gay bars are west village hello <laughs> yes the west village Village. like there's so many episodes where like where they are the spirit of that little place is brought out in the episode itself um yeah so i appreciate that so much i definitely do too she's very specific too when she introduces like a location like if they're out Mm -hmm. she's like at like a little bar on the lower east side in blah 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 and like it's and she gives the name i don't no and this would be hard because i would have to go back and look it up but i how often do we think like those are names of actual places in new york and like that they didn't have to change the name of the of the place because i feel like they would have to change the name some of them i think they did keep but i remember one episode where they go to bed was the name of the place remember Mm -hmm. like where they go to bed it's this like hot new place where they couldn't get in that is a real place but it wasn't named bed it was something similar to that name but i remember my sister and her friends went because of that show well because of the episode but it's something similar like type of name where it's like oh we're going to bed um where it's like wherever it's a play on the phrase um but i remember they 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 did keep some of them for being real like some diners i feel like they kept um in it but not not a lot they 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 really shot in those places though because they were right. filmed in you i give kudos to that because like even seinfeld like that wasn't really that wasn't filmed in new york like that was filmed in la really yeah like the only shots in new york and so was friends like the only shots are like those external shots uh that you see of new oh, york City. Well, yeah yeah that doesn't yeah. So I definitely appreciated that about Sex and the City, that they were one of those shows at the time that took place in New York and shot in New York because of, as you said, like the whole New York being a character in the show. Like, you know, those other two shows, like Seinfeld is more like New York situations and New York problems, problems of New Yorkers. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, the city isn't the focus. It's more of like these New York type of people are the focus. Whereas like the city as the backdrop in sex in the city is the focus, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that episode with bed, uh, that I just referenced is also the same episode where Carrie gets broken up with on a, with by on a post-it. Oh my with, God. Um, 
I'm sorry. Like when then she like gets stoned and then they get arrested and they're trying to explain to the cop, like, you don't understand. She got broken up with on a post-it <laughs> and the cop feels bad for her. And she just like sticks it on the window, like as like the cop is looking and she just looks so sad, stoned and pathetic. Um, oh my God. That's, oh my God, that's one of my fucking favorite episodes but i hated i hated burger he i like loved him i was rooted for him i was rooting for him so hard but now when i go back and watch it i'm like that guy was a fucking asshole i couldn't yeah, stand you know what i haven't watched those episodes with him i i want to do like a full rewatch and i know i should have done that before we did this episode but uh <laughs> i was i was thinking <laughs> i'm so ill-prepared all the time thank you for putting up with me um sure. The Russian guy she dated toward the end of the series. What was that about? Because oh, I it loved, already, I it loved already, how that all played out. I mean, listen, it already seemed like like Big was like a lot older than her. Then she's dating this dude. Like this guy had to be like, was what was the age gap there? I was just thinking about this because that guy felt super old. You liked that he dude? Was like, I, so I don't love him. I loved how it all played out. Like how she needed to be with someone so serious about her in order. Oh God, what was his last name in the show? He was the what Russian. Is, is yeah, I was gonna say they to just him. called him as the Russian. <laughs> it was like Alexander uh, Petrov, Petrovsky, Petrovsky. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But that so aka good. the Russian, but she needed someone who was so serious about her in order for her well, in order, I think, for big this is what, like so this is I can unpack why I think Big is so fucking problematic for Carrie in a million different ways. And honestly, Kristen, if you're listening, I'm so sorry because <laughs> I know you love Big, but I can unpack why Big is so fucked up in so many ways. But the the fact of the matter is is that she needed to see what she really wanted. And because I think a lot of what Carrie goes throughout the show is all around her self-worth, right? We accept, like I always like one of my favorite lines from um, Perks of Being a Wallflower is we accept the love we think we deserve. So, you know, we see the whole series, Big treats her like shit and she kind of just takes it, right? Like we see a lot of these in and out of relationships and this whole concept for me is I always look at Carrie and I'm like, girl, where's your self-respect? Where's your self-worth? But that's just it. Like as a woman, she's just trying to figure it out, right? Because you see someone like Samantha who has so fucking much of it and she dominates it. Miranda who commands it. Charlotte, God bless her soul. I don't. I think she has a little bit, her self-worth looks a lot more like uh, she puts herself on too high of a pedestal, but I digress. Um, I think so much of like what Carrie is so relatable is because she's, you know, again, she accepts all of these bad loves and these bad guys a lot. And I don't blame her, like, because I, I think everybody's figuring it out, right? Like, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get to your prince or princess or gender non conforming frog. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, 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 so I get it. So I think a lot of what I love about that is it needed to play out in order for her to have a moment right like he gets violent with her where she has a moment again it's like carrie are you gonna accept this love is this the love you mm. think you deserve is this what you're gonna accept now so she had to walk away and you know i think also big needed to realize what he was losing because alex was so serious about carrie um 
but I just I loved how it all played out because it was like a full circle moment like from who she was in the beginning to who she was right here that's so interesting and I think all of that makes perfect sense also I'm thinking like are we doing too much by psychoanalyzing this show (laughs) (laughs) again if you all wanted something a little bit more um I don't know no it's in a, in a different way this is this is who your two bras from brooklyn are we psychoanalyze things that don't need to be psychoanalyzed <laughs> um we do i really liked miranda's uh dating arc uh because i love steve i know oh, I everyone steve. finds him annoying but steve no, is that steve. guy from brooklyn and he's a good dude uh and Miranda is a nightmare and I love her for that um that was that goes back to the whole so I also to no one's surprise listening psychoanalyze that he is the feminine energy to her masculine energy yes and I love that I think it's beautiful and I would say that the show even in that sense was very like groundbreaking at the time right because it's like we don't see these you know, roles typically placed like, like when was the last time you saw something like that? That wasn't just like, um, you know, kind of thinly veiled as like bitch wife, Mm -hmm. like lose your husband, you know, that's not Mm -hmm. what that situation is. I think you're absolutely correct. I think it's the feminine energy to her masculine energy. Um, they're, they're yin and yang to each other. And I think that's why you're right. It's so groundbreaking because even look at again, the character big, right this hetero like heteronormative heterosexual stereotypical like new york city suit type guy dominant assertive like aggressive right all of these all of these hyper masculine type qualities um we see it with um oh my god i'm blanking who does she da- who does she almost marry aiden 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 i was gonna say adrian aiden um again very masculine type man like works with his hands we see a lot of the men be so hyper masculine on the show that i love that steve is just a breath of fresh air same with harry charlotte's charlotte's husband oh my goodness love harry like i i love that for her because you know she is very much the type of character that you said like she puts herself on a pedestal but she also puts all the men she dates up there so immediately Mm -hmm. they're starting there and i find a lot of men do this with women too but like if she's putting these men automatically up on a pedestal then they're only going to disappoint her that's what anybody you date, by the way like you put them Mm -hmm. on a pedestal from the start with your expectations like there's no way that is going to work out for you because they're only going to not meet those expectations and you'll be disappointed. Right. Stop creating hoops for them to jump through and maybe just meet them where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. That's why I I loved, loved Harry. We didn't see him coming like her divorce lawyer, like so genius to just throw him in there. I was just thinking about that. How did she meet him again? I, I, I'm very much a fan of like the first like couple seasons um, so mm-hmm. I find myself rewatching those a lot. Um, I uh, was just telling you before we started recording, uh, again, back to the smoking thing, uh, right when I guess the smoking ban must have taken effect, Carrie's at the Yankee game complaining because she can only smoke in one section of Yankee Stadium. <laughs> She's like, because Giuliani's taking all my smoking rights away or whatever it is. Uh, throwback to Giuliani before he was a cockroach. Um, oh, 
remember? Is again, we always forget the fact that, uh, or at least I forget how loved Giuliani was because oh. he's so hated now. I, I, mean? I, it I don't. Like years ago. It it was, and like it just. Oh God! I mean, I'm sure some people didn't love him even at the time. We were, I think, too young to understand, like you know, some of what else was going on. But at the time of like 9-11, like Giuliani was like New York's guy, you know, and now he is a vampire bat. Um, all right. Well, since we talked about the other men um, in Carrie's, well, in all of their lives, Samantha, did you love Smith? What were your thoughts on Smith? Smith, Smith Jared, that's the one who she winds up with. Oh, I, I, you know what? I see this is why I should have done a rewatch. I, she does end up with that dude. Is that the, that's like, like the, the model story. actor. Yes. Um, I don't Significantly know. Younger than her. <gasps> oh, right, 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 right. That's right. I mean, good for her. I think that's awesome. <laughs> like we're always seeing these fucking dudes like date to a point that it's like creepily like younger mm-hmm. than them. And like, I I like the idea of her ending up with somebody younger because it's just like, you know, women would deserve that arc too without making it like a weird cougar thing. Like, you know, like I hate that. He's, oh, he was like one of my favorite. So I think, okay, so everybody was kind of like, eh. I feel like people were in love with Smith because he had that like boy charm. Yeah. Like that, that like cute little baby face. Like he was younger. He was super hot. Like- People were, I think, back and forth on him because they wanted to like him, but also I think they were really hesitant because it's like, okay, if this is Samantha, this isn't going to be serious. But I think the tables turned when, remember when Samantha had breast cancer? Yes, yeah. So Smith, his iconicness was in his hair. He had like this long, luscious, wavy hair. Yes, I'm just looking this up now, by the way. Yeah, he shaved his head for her. And that to me was one of the most beautiful i think we saw samantha more vulnerable with smith than we'd ever seen her in the entire series and i fucking loved that because that's like we know she's in there but you get like little glimpses and glimmer again it's that it's it's of that like the masculine feminine contrast yes right uh, yeah. That masculine feminine contrast is perfect. Um, yes, I'm just looking this up now. I remember this. Oh my god, this dude! He um, was so adorable. Yeah. And then the other, her other love, which you probably are more familiar with because you are watching the earlier seasons, was Richard, the like the yes. wealthy man That's that was what... like like the male the male counter Samantha. Oh man, can I just say my favorite thing that she did was put those posters up all over town when he cheated on her. When she catches him eating another woman out and he's like, he's Mm -hmm. like, I love you. This is just, (laughs) this is just pussy. I love you. Like, what a line. Iconic. But uh, I forgot, didn't, wasn't it like a scene where like a cop came up to her and was like, you can't post those here. And she's like, I caught my boyfriend eating another woman's pussy. And she's like, carry on. (laughs) Yes. Those lines, like. Those one lines in that show, like again with the like the the strangers on the city, and they just like snap back so quick, are so fucking oh iconic. Like even throughout the whole show. Um, so, uh, Mar- another reason why I love Miranda is because she, I would say, her and Samantha get a lot, get to have a lot of those lines, those quick like 
snappy lines, you know? Uh, Kristen and I will always um, recall the episode where Charlotte, her dog, she names it Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, that awful dog. She's a purebred, goes to the park, the doggy park, and, and has a rendezvous with some other dogs. And uh, she shows up and she just screams out, Elizabeth Taylor got gangbanged in the park. <laughs> and they're like, and Carrie's like, what? And she's like, no, 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 not that Elizabeth Taylor, my Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> uh, yes, I will say Charlotte's come a lot of uh, her, a lot of her quotes come from um, like genuine, like naivety and like surprise, I guess. And like mm-hmm. not realizing what she's actually saying. Oh, it's so fucking good. Or like, um, yeah, Charlotte, that's what I mean. That those, those, those little moments of just like, she's so blissfully unaware that like, I have so many of those moments in my day to day life. Like it's so fucking true. Yeah. I was just going through, I was curious to see what, what the internet thought of like Miranda's like top quotes uh, when Steve has the Virgin Mary statue in the house and she picks it up and she's like, who is this and what is she doing in my bedroom? <laughs> That's also so on par. I just truly appreciated um, how fucking um, harsh Miranda was with Steve, but also about everything. She- it's a miracle that man everything. stayed with her. I know, but that's what I mean. Uh, speaking of, like, if we accept love, we think we deserve. But I think that um, he brought out that soft side to her. I think. Yeah. Honestly, I loved Aiden way more than I loved Big. Yeah, I would say the but, same. But yeah, I, I think for me, Sex and the City is just one of those shows where, again, I'm missing home. I throw it on because, like I said before, the, the city itself is so much of a strong character. And I love that, like, they show scenes and I know exactly where they are or, you know, I can distinctly recall walking around that place myself. Yeah. It just, it immerses you in the show unlike a Friends or a Seinfeld, in in my opinion. It immerses you in the city. No, I agree. I I would say nine out of 10 times, that's why I go back to watch it. Like, don't get me wrong, people. The show doesn't like break the Bechdel detector or anything like that. It definitely doesn't pass any of those uh, tests. They're just, everything is, you know, centers around sex and men and who's fucking who at the time, you know? There's even a point, an episode where Miranda like full on like gets pissed off and points that out that that's all they talk about um but it is that element of like i want to feel like i'm home for a little bit and Mm -hmm. yeah and you're right it's that i'm glad you said that you do that because i feel like i do that too where like you're watching a show that takes place in new york and you like you just remember what it was like to actually be walking around there at that point in time um Mm -hmm. because i feel like i do that a lot uh and it's good to know i'm not crazy so yeah like chelsea market's one of my favorite places in the city and there's an episode called to the market to the market and actually they're all throughout chelsea market like they go by they go in chelsea market and by chelsea piers and oh it's just it takes me right back and anytime i walk in chelsea market although lol who knows when that'll be again um i always think of that episode I always yeah. that episode of Second Just like watching any scene where Carrie's like walking down the street by herself, like 
I'm just like, I could just like, if someone has a super cut of that on YouTube, it sounds stupid and definitely not the parts of Sex in the City you're looking up on YouTube. That's what Correct. I want. That's my pornography. <laughs> Walking around that's Manhattan the porn. That's the shit that really gets me off. Uh, I love this show. We should do like a, uh, like a top 10 favorite episodes or something like that for one of our next episodes for for like sex, sex in the city because i really think we could keep we could keep doing this shit for as long as possible plus we still need kristen's uh point of view on all this because she really is the super fan of all of this she's she's the yeah she'll have the final say about all these things but <laughs> yeah <laughs> should we do a sex wow. in the city poll this week oh my god we should definitely do a sex in the city poll what should the question be Ooh, oh my god bigger uh, bigger aiden Okay. Well, okay. We could yeah. all agree, fuck burger. That's how I feel. That's making me hungry, though. I do want a burger. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, um, yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. I guess, yeah, why not? Uh, but also, wait, I want to do something about the women, because, like, <laughs> let's do whose apartment you would rather have. For the poll? Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like right now. I'm like, yeah, I could easily answer that question. Any, I would much rather have had Charlotte's apartment. That's the other thing. Like Charlotte's style is so similar to me. Charlotte and I are very simple, elegant, classy. That's how I don't wear things that are too flashy. That's why I can't do anything Samantha did. Miranda's just a little too like bland for my liking. And Carrie was way too flashy as well. I was going to say, I'd want to have Carrie's apartment. It's a, ni- it's a nice apartment, but her style, I mean, actually, her, her style in her apartment was simple. I just mean, like, in general, like, the things she wore, like, oh, how. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me be like, clear on this. I don't, I don't, I, my style comes from none of these women. I don't even know. I, I, oh my God, I, I probably, honestly, like- my style is probably, like, Steve. That's who I dress like. <laughs> Steve, I love you. I listened. Honestly, you kind of give me Steve vibes. I'm okay I, with that. Thankfully, I don't have his very, very deep accent, but oh. Oh, I love his accent. Oh my God. Yeah, I love it on the accent. show. Best accent in the whole fucking in the whole fucking series went to him. But also, um, I was listening to a podcast today, actually, um, and the person was interviewing a uh latina who's also queer and Mm -hmm. she identifies as a as a as a big beautiful butch or no a big beautiful butch dyke Uh, was like what she said and so one of the questions the interviewer asked is like you know like what's something people might like get wrong about you they're like so so she said honestly that that i'm scary like i might be a dyke but dykes are softies on the inside and i literally immediately thought of you and i'm like oh my god Cola is a big old softie, and that is also how she identifies and refers to herself. So I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, I have to say that to her. I have yeah. to let her know that that there's there's someone who's representing you out there with uh, the the same sentiment of your soft heart." I love it. The butches, we we love the butches. I I'm I always want more butch dyke friends because I don't know we're we're a, quite an anomaly sometimes. I think, but yeah. I would agree with that. But again, I would also agree big old softy on the inside. Like Steve. Yeah, I very much so. It's because I'm a Pisces moon. Uh, 
balances, <laughs> tries to balance out my crazy Aries energy. Oh my God. Can we please do a debrief on all the Zodiac shit? Cause this is where we love these conversations. This is a very gay topic. I'm just going to say Zodiac shit is very lesbians. Love that shit. We gobble it up. Do you? Yeah. It's like a very gay thing. It's like, I think every like girl I've ever dated, it's like, we got to figure out like are our signs compatible. Like, Whoa, I didn't know that. Oh my God, what a fun little window into the LGBT, well, mostly just the L of the LGBT <laughs> dating world. Yeah, like it's like it's like a running joke. It's like, what's your whole chart? Like, what time were you born? You know, like got to find out. The second date with this girl, got to know what time she was born so I can do her chart. So are, are you all just like on CoStar? Yeah. Oh yeah, all of my gay <laughs> friends are on CoStar. It's great. That was like one of the first things I did with my girlfriend was like, what does this look like for us? I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like it. And I think it's very interesting and does, you know, should give some light on personality stuff. But I, I don't think I've ever like, I jokingly will say I don't date Gemini's, but like I, you know, anymore. Um, I don't joke. Any, anymore. Um, But, uh, you know, if I like crazy. (laughs) Okay, Y'all so my, girl, my girlfriend's a Gemini rising, I think. So it's just anyway. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, it's, it's fun. It's cute. It's not like I'm not going to be like one of those women that's like a hard deal breaker because I've had women be like, I'm not dating you because you're an Aries, and I'm like, okay. Well, that's intense. Okay, yeah, no, I don't buy into it to that degree, yeah, except a Gemini. Where women um, will do it, <laughs> lesbians will do it. Well, don't. Well, no, because I'm a y'all y'all know by now I'm I'm a Scorpio, but and I am a Scorpio. Like I definitely have a lot of the tendencies of a Scorpio, but I am not that stereotypical, like evil type Scorpio. Don't give yourself a bad rap. I love Scorpios. Uh, give me all my little no, sp- no, Scorpion gals. Where are you at? Yes, no, I I fucking love it. No, I I love it. I fully like. I am assertive. I am fucking deeply harsh. I love the dark side of things. Like I am, as you all can tell, I am super deep into like the larger meaning of things and psychoanalyze everything. Um, hypersexual human being, um, super emotional, super fucking sensitive. Like I own all of that shit, but like the jealous. Oh, I see. Honestly, the only thing about me that gets jealous, I'm hella fucking jealous when it comes to my friends partners significant others i'm always like if a girl can get my man she can have my man like i'm good on all that but yo we just took this whole episode on a sharp (laughs) sharp left turn i'm just like (laughs) typical um this is but this honestly this is you all are now embarking on what i felt during the bacon egg and cheese ketchup poll (laughs) i was on quite the roller coaster okay i had no idea where this was going we'll we'll figure out (laughs) We'll figure out what the poll will be this week. Y'all will be surprised. Maybe it'll be. We'll do a few. Honestly, like, let's fuck it up. Let's do a few. We'll do Sex in the City. Whose apartment would you rather live in? Burke, <clears throat> um, Aiden or Big? And then hot sauce on your eggs. I'm okay with that. Hell yeah. I love it. it let's get this engagement going. I'm with it. <laughs> Entertain yeah. me, y'all. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, uh, 
all right this was fun let's do it again next week yes i have a i'm gonna go to bed because i have a big day tomorrow being 30 bless that's right oh my gosh of course i forgot by the time this comes out you'll already be 30 so i'm just gonna give you the i should give you the official happy birthday well i was gonna do it tomorrow anyway but none of our listeners will know that happy birthday (laughs) bitch (laughs) thanks 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 oh so glad to be here i don't feel 30 whatsoever um i still think i'm 20 i actually think i'm 24 in my mind um you're thriving yeah well, everything's still perky, you know, everything's still perky and tight. So we good. <laughs> and as long as that's all happening, then I don't feel like yeah. age is truly a number. I want to end every episode with now everything's feeling perky and tight. <laughs> all right. Well, then on that note, um, all right, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. <laughs> so we're two runs from Brooklyn. Have a good night. Thanks for night. listening. <laughs>